0: Are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous.
1: And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, July 7th. Uh, been a week since we recorded, it makes sense. I mean, off season once a week makes more sense than we were doing like every other day in the finals. Uh, you guys, got a lot we were working full month.
0: time for the playoffs.
1: <laughs> we, we were uh, trying, great.
0: We, we were able to do after every single game during the Buck series because I was working for the at most night. part. Which was yeah. pretty fire, but then I had to go back to early mornings, and I cannot justify staying <laughs> up later than I need to when I do the morning shift. So, yeah, we did. Uh, we we are back to once we put. I think we're trying to justify not doing a pot, a second pot after the live show last week, uh, yeah. <laughs> with with the breaking news that happened literally less than twenty four hours the, uh, the,
1: after we went off the air. That was so unfortunate. No, yeah. well, that
0: was it's so it's unfortunate, but it's still pretty great, right? Because, yeah. uh, well, you had your agenda. Is this where you wanted to start? Yeah,
1: well, I was going to ask you, do you want to start with, like, do you want to go chronologically with what happened? Or do you want to start with what's most recent uh, and then work back? Like, do you want to just start with the free agent signing and trade and stuff? Or do you want to start with Summer League? Cause I have we got to start with the trade. The trade <laughs> right, was so, the big one. Well, do you want to start with Gallinari or Brogdon then? We'll Brogdon. I, I really don't Brogdon. care about Gallinari too, too much.
0: Because we, okay. to t-
1: we did get to touch
0: on it in the last briefly
1: we we can talk about that after brogdon but we'll start with malcolm brogdon celtics traded uh with the pacers got back malcolm brogdon sends out daniel tice aaron neesmith malik Fitz, nick stauskas and juan morgan and a 2023 first run pick that is top 12 protected uh, in case something drastically goes wrong with the celtics season next year uh they have that there as well uh sam would you like to say your favorite word it's free and it's about time you know i've complained for years
0: that all these other teams, they get free trades, and the Celtics never seem to be in on that. You always see these guys get moved for nothing. Like, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't nothing, but at the time, it felt like nothing. Like when Paul George was traded, it was Sabonis yep. and uh, Oladipo at the time. Neither one of them were really like special, mm-hmm. right? Oladipo had been through two teams after being a top pick. Uh, Sabonis was somebody that we really didn't know about. I mean, the Chris obviously. Paul
1: trade – was pretty free. The the one from from OKC to Phoenix, that was a pretty free trade if you ask. Yeah, me but that, that's because of the contract. That's different.
0: Okay. That yeah, that I was guess. considered like a writ that Chris Paul before going to Phoenix was similar. It's not the same. Derek Rose
1: to the Knicks from the Pistons. There Something like that's that. Free. The Second Chris round Paul, pick
0: for Derek Rose. Yeah. Chris <laughs> Paul Free. to Phoenix is like how
1: Westbrook is viewed now
0: at the time. That's how it was. Cause it was like, you're going to be paying this guy a bunch of money. You know, how great is he going to be?
1: Oh, kinda. He had recouped his value. in OKC. No, it's, he it's not the exactly playoffs. the same. He was an all-star. It's not
0: exactly the same, but
1: I mean, nobody really wanted to give up a whole lot. Right. Fair enough. Uh, anyways, essentially, like Sam said, free, free in the sense that they gave up zero rot- rotational pieces. Sorry. um, Neesmith and Tice were kind of the closest to that, but both are very replaceable at this point in their careers. Brogdon going to come in, provide some great guard depth. They now have uh, an elite four-man guard rotation of Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Adam, our good buddy Adam Taylor on Twitter, caught a lot of flack. um, Not necessarily criticizing the trade, but talking about how, you know, I'm not as high on this because of the injury issues. Uh, and I don't think it was really fair the amount of pushback he got. He got roasted like uh, unnecessarily on Twitter because it is definitely a concern. Like, Yes, it was a free trade, but the reason it was a free trade is because Malcolm Brogdon is very injury-prone. Right? He, he doesn't play a full season. Uh, he hasn't played more than, I think, like 60 games in three years. And that's the reason the Celtics were able to pay the price they were able to pay. Um, but it doesn't matter because Marcus Smart is at the point in his career where he's probably not going to play a full 82 anymore. Um, he hasn't <laughs> in a little while. Malcolm Brogdon's also not that guy. um. So if Derek White and Peyton Pritchard can play around, you know, 60 to 70, uh, Marcus Martin, Malcolm Brogdon can play around 60 as well. You've got a four-man guard rotation that can cover each other, and that, that's kind of the point, right? So, yes, the injuries are a concern, but at the same time, that doesn't take away from the fact that it was a good trade that will help the Celtics. Well, the thing is, um, to why I don't
0: understand the concern, is... I mean there's no risk in this. It's not like you're had yes. to like really part with. It's not like if you trade for Durant, right? Which is, you know, everybody it's polarizing throughout the fan base. Some people want it, some people don't. Um but if if you make that move, whatever you're going to have to give up, there is a risk in in letting Jalen Brown go if you have to add additional pieces to that, which you probably will from what has been reported. They've asked for um there's a risk in that. What are, what are you risking? Smith is somebody – he's going to go to the Pacers and probably play better than he did on the Celtics, and people are going to get all upset about it, you watch. But he was not going to get any kind of opportunity on this team. The Celtics are pretty deep at the wing position. Even before they made the trade, they had just brought in Gallinari. Well,
1: who, I, I'll, I'll push – continue, and I'll push back on that in a second.
0: I mean, he wasn't. He didn't get any time over the last year. the Celtics not the brought in. Thing. Yes. Well, I don't know what kind of risk you're looking at, really. I mean, you can go back. What what do you have to say? I don't. I don't. No, continue. no,
1: no. I'm not. I'm not pushing back on the risk thing. I'm pushing back on the fact that they have wing depth. I don't think they have any wing depth right now. I think they have negative wing depth, and that's something that they need to address. I don't think um, they have any big depth. Hey, right, whatever. I'll, I'll continue. Because
0: <laughs> continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even before you make that trade, you bring in Gallinari. That's somebody that can somewhat play the wing. Would you like to add somebody that's longer and could play defense a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Because Gallinari is not doing that for you. Um But at the end of the day, you have Derek White, who right now, after the trade, is going to probably play more two-guard, which is going to be a wing-type deal. Okay, You you have essentially replaced Neesmith in the depth chart with Derek White, which sounds funny, but I'd imagine that's how it's going to go, because you're going to have these guys, at least two of them on the floor most of the time. What are you risking? There is no risk there. Neesmith was not going to get time on this team. Unfortunately, you know they, yes. they picked him in the lottery. They gave him run. He never really seemed like he was able to get any confidence behind him. It was it's tough to build confidence when you're playing spot minutes and you have little opportunities and you have to try and make the most of them every single time. So this is a great move, not only for the Celtics but for Nisbet. So when Nisbet starts playing better people on Twitter are going to lose their minds. It's going to be like Desmond Bain when they didn't draft him or Sadiq Mm -hmm. Bay or any name, anybody else that they could have uh, Max Struess, like all these type guys that go somewhere else. And they even Javante green play a little bit better. Garrison Matthews. Yeah. Oh man. Like they shouldn't have got rid of this guy. Uh, Like you are risking nothing. You gave up zero, a half of a rotational player from a playoff run. To get a player that's going to be a huge piece of your team next season, that has been someone that I personally have said on this show many times I would love to see on this team for nothing. You gave up nothing. You didn't give up anybody that was playing significant minutes. Tice was somebody that was like a polarizing guy every time they put him on the floor. You had people complaining, get him out of the game every single time, which I thought was dumb. I liked Tice in the third big guy role. I didn't think he was a problem. I think he was fine for that spot. I think he was a bit expensive. That's the only thing. Yeah, I didn't realize how much money he was making. I did. I did know before the trade happened. Don't worry about it because I had to look up. Uh, money. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. I was just curious. Yeah. and yeah, they gave up nothing. They risked nothing. They gave up next year's first round pick as the title favorite.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like if Brogdon like goes out there, it's gonna be disappointing if he hurts himself and he isn't able to play. Don't get me wrong. will probably play sixty games. That, but that's you are the, not the losing much. anything. There you don't no. lose anything, even if this goes the worst possible way. There's no risk to this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um you gave up no rotational pieces. Like you said, Tice was the only borderline one that got some time, and that was mainly when Rob was hurt. Yep. To which you uh, did, did first, a good job. Yeah. Anytime you give up a first round pick, you're giving up an asset and I'm not, this is not me pushing back, but like objectively you're giving up a first round pick. Like the, the, the weight of that clearly has some value. Um, Fitz, Stauskas, Morgan, I loved Malik Fitz, so I'm sad to see his bench celebrations go, but that is a loss. In fairness, that (laughs) is a loss. Yep. Um, but having Malcolm Brogdon as some extra depth who, by the way, We'll talk about I'll get to that in a second uh, is a huge win. Having him as your backup combo guard who can also just like Derek White play some small forward probably for you um, it is a huge win. Uh, it's an expensive price to pay for that. They're going to have to pay for that ownership. But I, I, they gave Brad Stevens the green light. He did it. Shout out. Um, great move. Uh, what I was going to say was I forget. What was I talking about? Was I, what was I just death. saying that? No, 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 no. Just a second ago. <laughs> Shoot, okay. um, that's brutal. I we can go to. you're gonna
0: play sixty games. You get what you gave up. You went through the the pieces they gave up. You might have been thinking about. Oh e. Smith. yes,
1: I got it. I was talking about smart. A lot of people when the Brogdon trade went down. Thank you for jogging my memory. Um immediately felt vindicated the smart haters came out full force yeah. because it was along the lines of celtics needed a full-time point guard there you go it finally happened malcolm brogdon is not a full-time point guard right he's not a point guard right like your definition of a pass first point guard is not malcolm brogdon like I, I don't understand the notion of you know oh the celtics finally got a smart replacement he's not gonna start He's the backup for Marcus Smart. I don't think people like fully understand that, right? Like Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald. And I really hope I, I always write Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald because I'm pretty sure it's that. But if he writes for a different outlet, I'll look like an idiot. But um, I believe it's, the yeah, Herald, it but, is the Boston Herald yeah, well, there you go. Um, <clears throat> reported that the Celtics plan on running out Marcus Smart as a starting point guard and Brogdon will be the backup. So all these people coming out and complaining, like you look foolish. Second off last season, Malcolm Brogdon averaged 5.9 assists. You want to know how many Marcus Smart averaged? More than Five that. 5.9 assists. They oh, averaged geez. the exact oh, yeah. same. And you're going to say, oh, well, he only played 36 games. You want to know how many Brogdon averaged the season before that? 5.9 assists. Right? And he, he had one season in your slight defense, Uh, those people. He averaged 7.1 assists in a season, which is a good number. Right? That's a really good number. He was also given the opportunity to be the Pacer starting point guard. On a team that did they make the playoffs? Uh, They did make the playoffs and got bounced in the first round in four games. And Marcus Smart was never given the chance to be like the the whole argument that Malcolm Brogdon is a point guard and Marcus Smart is not just shows that people like are hating for the sake of it and don't really pay attention, right? Like, this is not me knocking Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a phenomenal addition. But he's not this, oh, they finally got the pass first point guard. No, like stop. That's not like Malcolm Brogdon will help with playmaking. And I've been on the record saying, yes, I think the Celtics needed more playmaking on the roster, but they don't need this like they need a pass first point guard to replace Marcus Smart. No, they just need more guys who are capable of setting up the Jays for easy shots. Brogdon provides that. They now have Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart in the backcourt, all of whom are very good playmakers. Uh, and Jason Tatum, obviously, who's developing, who can set up Tatum and Brown for those easy looks. Uh, And the big men can pass, too. Al Horford, Robert Williams, very underrated playmakers. So the notion that Marcus Smart is being replaced by Malcolm Brogdon is foolish.
0: Yeah, and I think you nailed it on the head when you said not paying attention. Because that is, I I really (laughs) don't talk to that many people that watch all these games and are always on Twitter or reading or listening to or doing listening or doing podcasts doing anything with the team that don't like Marcus Smart, yep. very rarely do you come across somebody that's like constantly in the loop, always paying attention, knows what they're talking about, and they don't like Marcus Smart. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You just had a team go to the finals. they should have won you can you can argue that that was led with him as the starting point guard. And he tweeted or said that in an interview that he just led them to the finals. And people got mad. You didn't lead them. That Technically, I mean, obviously, him saying he led them to the finals doesn't mean he's saying he's the best player on the no. team. He said he <laughs> led them to the finals as the starting point guard, which is, which is factual. What everyone has been claiming, oh, they need a playmaker. Even the national uh, people say that all the time. Steve A. Smith says it. Oh, man, I was listening what show was I listening to? It was, was it the Reddit podcast? But I, I don't remember who it was that said like they needed a, a playmaker. And I'm just like, you're, you're not paying attention. Like he is a fantastic <laughs> passer. And his assist to turnover ratio is very good. He's not racking up assist numbers because that's not necessarily his role. The Celtics play a more fluid type playmaking offense where sometimes it's Marcus, Sometimes it's Tatum later in the season. Sometimes it was Derek White. Sometimes it was Al Horford. It's really all about ball movement. It's not one guy dominating the ball, waiting to make the pass. That's not how it is. That argument is, oh, Brogdon's coming in to replace him. It's just so you're not paying attention. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Those people are not paying attention. And I don't know if anybody was more excited than me when I found out about this, because I've been begging for Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know it more than anybody. I've been like, oh my god, finally, oh, yeah. like they got him. I was out to eat. Um, just had sat down because I work. I get out of one with a friend of yeah. mine, Devin, who's always in our chat. And the waitress comes over and she's like, "Can I get you guys something?" And We had to have her like come back twice because, like, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like I had to tweet. Like I had. I was like, Your "What did they give up?" Like I'm, I'm figuring out what's happening. She's coming back over, and I'm like, "Oh, listen, we're like real sorry and like I'd never been there before, so I actually had to look to see what they had, yeah, yeah, yeah. usually when I go to a restaurant, it is uh the same thing every single time if it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah that's my motto with food, that's my motto with basketball teams. that's why you don't have me wanting to trade guys often, but in this case, it's Jersey. fantastic. you trade all these guys you don't use, yeah, just like the home ones. How- you don't change it if it works that's right and I, I just don't understand how anybody can be down on this trade. You can be neutral on it. You can be like, okay, whatever. But there is no losing in this situation. This is a perfect trade. It either <laughs> it either is a fantastic addition or it's just lateral. There is yeah. no, oh my God, they really lost out. Because again, if Neesmith becomes a fantastic player, which I mean, I don't doubt it. Like, I hope he does. He, I hope he, he does. Yeah. I mean, I I, I always thought he was fine. He, he wasn't great, didn't play confidently. It's tough to be a shooter when you don't have the confidence or the minutes to get the confidence. But he's going to have that in Indiana. He's going to have more room to grow. Well,
1: we say that. He's going to be like their third string small forward in Indiana. Like <laughs> He's he, going to come in. He should in. get
0: some kind of flexible
1: run. Well, you're talking like Chris Duarte is going to get minutes over him. Right? They just drafted Benedict Mathurin. He's going to get minutes over him. O'Shea set our friend, he's going to get minutes over in Smith, right? Like, it's, well, he's not going to have an easy road of to those minutes.
0: Positions, he's going to be they, able to play two or three. I I
1: know, but they also have Buddy healed, They have Dwayne Washington. I'm just saying, like... It depends what they want to do. The, if they want to get anything out of the trade, they will play. <laughs> My point is, the sentiment that oh of course they gave up Neesmith and now he's gonna play good it's not like Neesmith is like so good but the Celtics are so deep that he's easily gonna get minutes on this team no he's still gonna have to fight for minutes on an Indiana team that shows you how little the Celtics gave up for a piece like Malcolm Brogdon who the injury concerns are valid right like it, it sucks that they didn't get a player to play 82 games but they don't need that when they have such a strong guard rotation now uh, and Brogdon just so clearly fits Exactly what the Celtics are trying to do that it doesn't matter. Plays defense, he's a smart player. Mm-hmm. Also I mean, oh my gosh. What what else could you ask for, man? Like this is maybe just, healthy news. Yeah, exactly. Staying on the smart thing for a second. This is far from a perfect comparison. But it, it like saying that Marcus Smart isn't a real point guard because he doesn't pass the ball well is just so get off my lawn. Right? It's it's so like 80-year-old man. But he is! He is a like, good passer. I know. I'm just making there my is point There's no here. argument to him not being a good playmaker. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying that's the common argument. The common argument is Marcus March not a real point guard and I, I can only assume the only reason they're saying that is because they're thinking of a Chris Paul, right? So Steph is not a real point guard then, right? Because he averages like 6.1 assists this season, which is 0.2 more than Marcus Smart. So it's effectively the same thing. So he's not a real point guard, right? Drew Holiday, who was the point guard for the championship Milwaukee Bucks two years ago, he averaged like 6.1 assists. So he's not a real point guard either, right? So either... Those two are real point guards, and so is Marcus Smart, or you don't need a real point guard to win a championship. And both arguments favor Marcus Smart, so either way, your thought process is invalid. That like It just doesn't make sense. And you can back me up here. From the beginning of the season, from last year when they were a 500 basketball team, I was one of the people that said, you probably don't need Marcus Smart to win a championship, but he helps. Right. Like trading Marcus Smart would not be the end all be all. And you push back on me. Fair enough. Like this wasn't me saying I disliked Marcus Smart. It's just me saying that there are trades out there that you could trade Marcus Smart and get an increase in value. Right. Like he, he is not the end all be all of a championship. I love Marcus Smart. He's been my favorite player on the team for years. But he is not the end all be all of a winning basketball team. Right. But saying that he's not a point guard and that the Celtics need to trade him to win is just ignorant at this point. It just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. He's a phenomenal point guard. He is the defensive player of the year. Like the the argument against the Steph Curry thing is, oh well, he makes up for it for his shooting. Mark Smart makes up for it with his defense. Then he just won defensive player of the year, right? Like it it, it makes no sense that there are people out there who still believe that trading Marcus Smart is the answer to all of the Celtics problems. Like it convinces me you just don't watch basketball at this point. See, if they tra- if they were to trade him, I'm not convinced they get.
0: Value back. I'm not convinced. Well, maybe now they do because he just won the award. Uh, but in in years past and times, we've actually had the legitimate conversation about it, not just making fun of people that say it. There, I, in my opinion, has never been a time where you're going to get equal to greater value back. I, I just don't think, and, and that's why I was always dead set against it. Even if he felt like he was an issue or whatever, I never thought that you would get anything back that would match the value he brings to the team. And whether or not you think he's important to a championship team is your own thing. Not, not you, but whoever's was listening. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I do. I, I think he's an, I think you need a guy like that. If you're going to win a title, you need somebody that's going to leave it all out there and and be the irritant and make all the hustle plays. I mean, Grant Williams mm-hmm. tries his best does. Okay. Right but i mean marcus is pretty much the captain of this team and it sucks that they never like officially named the captain i love that kind of thing it's just me like i don't know i'm yeah. cheesy whatever i think that's great <laughs> and i i wish they would have done it i think it would be a cool moment but i mean that guy rules and i don't understand the people that hate on him he's a good guy off the court he always plays hard he he treats everybody the right way like i don't know i he, he's not especially over the last season, he's not doing the careless things that uh, people really hated. It didn't feel like he was taking threes out of rhythm and forcing like that didn't feel as uh, common. It, it didn't feel that Yeah, way. It felt like he was, everything he was doing was positive. I don't know why people hate on this guy so much. It's just what they're used to muscle memory, maybe, but I mean,
1: he's, he's not the reason they lost. If you want to point fingers they're I mean, Tatum, they, well i I went on a podcast recently uh shout out simple mind sports they're great guys i i love it when i jump on but one of the arguments was like oh well he single-handedly threw game five against the bucks or something and i didn't say it but like i I i dislike the notion that you can pick out specific things for specific people support support specific arguments it was when he was forced to make a play on the inbounds he turned no i i know it
0: i know the situation you're talking
1: about yeah and i i understand being mad i'm not convinced
0: i will ever forget that day
1: i know because at the time like you see marcus smart turn the ball over twice in the last 30 seconds and it's very easy to pin it on him but like picking out these specific bits that are without any context to fit a specific argument i dislike that because it kind of ignores the general grand scheme of things like if you really want to dive deeper Al Horford didn't set a screen. Jason Tatum didn't start the motion, right? They didn't start the play, so Marcus Smart was forced to make something happen, right? On that last play where Marcus Smart turned the ball over, you're talking about him having like 0.5 seconds to make a quick decision and, oh, Tatum was open. Yeah, okay, you go do that in that two-second span and try to make a play happen, right? Like, it's so context. We didn't talk about the amazing feed he made to Jason Tatum on the cut in game one against Brooklyn. That didn't come up in conversation, right? Like, it's picking and choosing, that bothers me, and this isn't the shot uh, shot at the, uh, those guys in that podcast. Again, great people, I uh, love those guys; they're cool. But yeah, that that I just thought of that while we were on the Marcus Barr tangent, which we should get off of, by the way, because we have well, spent about I, f- I need fifteen to minutes of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even if you want to talk about that game, like,
0: I mean, there was a whole other like eight minutes of collapse that happened before that. Yes, to get that, to that, that point, too. <laughs> and like that's why I really don't like pinpointing single plays like, oh, this play lost in the game or this play lost in the game. There are all kinds of moments throughout games, and we saw it in the finals, where our, our winning moments, it could be in the first half, it could be you know, in the fourth quarter, it really doesn't matter. It's just important stretches of the game where you need to be the better team. And the reason why the Celtics don't have a championship right now, or, or didn't win a championship this year, is because they didn't do that in the finals. They were bad down the stretch they were bad in opportunities they had to really blow the game open that is what wins games it's not always the last play all right enough of that though
1: yes uh we can touch on Gallinari quick I know you said you didn't have too many thoughts on it but um uh, as far as I know I'm trying to double check my math here so I don't like sound like an idiot uh two-year 13 million dollar deal 6.5 each year uh of the MLE um Gallinari to the Celtics Uh, Pretty easy. 6'10", 6'9", maybe wing uh, forward. I I don't think he's athletic enough or quick enough to play the small forward anymore. I think he's strictly power forward, but he'll probably get some spot minutes at the three. Uh, For the Celtics, doesn't really have much defense left in him. Good shooter. Solid score. um, And that's probably the role he's going to play. I've seen everywhere. This isn't my take, but I'm just uh, repeating it here. Probably mainly a regular season guy. Uh, Might fall out of the rotation in the playoffs. But to have that extra depth during the regular season is huge. uh, So you don't tire out your star. So I like the signing. He was far from my first choice, but not bad. It it is what it is. (laughs) It's fine.
0: It's fine. Um, Yeah. That's all there is to say. I think again, you didn't have to give anything up. Right. Would have been nice to get a Bruce Brown or, uh, you know, who ended up signing for the MLE crazy. Right. Which sucks. But even then, like, <laughs> you, you said yourself, you don't really feel like they have wing depth, and so, yeah. like, he doesn't really contribute to that. Bruce Besides Brown. that, like, Bruce Brown's, like, 6'3", dude.
1: He's a wing, though. Uh, he He's more of a wing. I mean, he's guy.
0: not playing point guard, but, like, he's not your traditional what you want. You know what I mean? Like, as a
1: wing. No, but this... Is- this is too niche of a conversation for us to, to talk about. Continue again, <laughs> I thought. Sorry. <laughs> and he's fine. Like, at the end of the day, he's fine. Like, that's yeah, other exactly. one
0: where like, he's not, it's not going to hurt you. The worst thing that happens no. is he sits there and watches these games. Yeah. It's not, who knows, maybe he'll become like a Cantor-like uh, you know, folk villain, right? Where everyone no, just kind of hates no. him. <laughs> I don't think it'll but get he, it that far. I, I, think, I think Cantor, would... like, he just kind of got annoying. It wasn't The worst like was case scenario, bad. The worst-case scenario
1: is Jeff Teague. If he turns into a Jeff Teague, that's where it gets yikes. But even then, like, <laughs> Jeff Teague, like, all you do is you just don't play him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or you Tristan Thompson. At the end Thompson. of the day, just don't play him. Remember when we were hyped for Teague and Thompson? Uh, that was a little Yeah, point, it was huh? bad.
0: By the way, Tristan Thompson, <laughs> we can segue into this. Oh, uh, people are down bad after the Thomas Bryant uh, choice of the Lakers, which is a scum Stop with Tristan. neither Thompson. here nor there. But I've seen people ask for Tristan Thompson. Like, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Who do you want that guy to play here for? Oh, God. But we can. I'm sure this is something that was on the list for you is they are definitely in need of a backup big now. You know, Thomas Bryant was the target. You traded Tice away in the Brogdon trade. He was your third guy. And I understand that, right?
1: Yeah. And I understand why Bryant chose the Lakers. Like, yeah, it sucks because it's Celtics, Lakers and huge. But if you have the opportunity to start, you take it right, oh, like you're he would be a get real
0: scumbag. <laughs> it's gonna be real funny when they start losing, and then he starts getting blamed.
1: Whatever, it is what it is. Um, they do need a backup big man, in my opinion. I think Luke Cornett's a fine third string. Uh, just like I think Sam Howser's a fine third string. What do you mean? I think
0: I well, I think like you need to get somebody ahead of him, which I think you. Would no, mean.
1: no, no, no. That's what I mean. When I'm saying third oh, string, okay. I mean I mean Rob, second string, Luke Cornett. Um, cause Horford starting at powered forward, assumedly, uh, but it doesn't need to be like a big time, like backup. Like it doesn't need to be, be this premier backup, big man. Like even Thomas Bryant might've been overkill, uh, even though you would have gotten him for a minimum contract. So it wouldn't mm, have mattered like that it's nothing. overkill, but, um, cause you do have Horford who can also play center. So realistically, you just need someone who can play 15, maybe 20 minutes a night. Uh, and Keith Smith put out a good list for Celtics blog. Is there any niche of player that you would prefer to see in that role? And what I mean by that is, like, are you targeting a a veteran big man for the minimum? Are you targeting, you know, uh, the, the washed up guy who hasn't really gotten a chance in a while? Are you talking, targeting uh, Jason Tatum's homie, Harry Giles? Or are you targeting, like, an unproven big man who can kind of grow into that role and get some run? Like, w- what are you looking for? Uh, in that backup big man role, Like, are there any names that pop out to you? I, I can pull up a list that Keith put out on Celtics blog, but uh, I'll let you talk first.
0: I almost feel like the best option is to sign two. One, you have the spots for it. What are you doing okay. with those spots? Two, you're going to need the depth sometime this season, I think, because you're going to have to let Horford hang out because the dude just played like nine straight months of basketball and he's old and he played like real minutes. So you're gonna have to give him his breaks throughout the season. You're gonna need extra guys, Mm -hmm. which Luke Cornett can be.
1: However, and Grant and Rob and you you've got guys you can start. I think
0: it's a real good idea to I think it's a good idea to have a veteran guy. But I also I mean, you were all over the Isaiah Roby before he ended up. Oh, that would have been
1: beautiful. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect.
0: I think you watch the summer league here, right? You see what you got. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. Trevion Williams is a name all over Twitter. Listen, I've talked to... He's on my list. ...actually watch college basketball. They're not as excited as Twitter is. But that is an interesting name to me just because of what I see. I see that he can pass the ball. That's what the Celtics Mm -hmm. bigs are real good at. It's one common trait, Rob, Horford, Grant Williams even does a decent job at slinging the ball around. Throughout that playoff run, they all pass the ball well. That's one of the reasons why the offense worked so well even though Rob isn't a shooter, right? Typically in today's game, you yep. want everyone shooting, and they didn't have to do that. So that's one thing that could help him out. Uh, I've seen Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins. Who would you rather have? If you want someone to just slap in the Rob role, I guess you pick Dwight
1: yeah. because
0: that's kind of more his I game. can read you a
1: list. Let, let me speed run you through a list sure. that Keith put out, and <clears throat> I'll let you take these. Trade targets, so like MLE guys, et cetera. Goga Batadze, Kem Birch, Tony Bradley, Zach Collins, Derek Favors, Willie Herning Gomez, Alex Len, Trey Lyles, Boban Marjanovic, Kelly Olynyk, Mason Plumley, Jakob Purtle, Dwight Powell, Nas Reed. That's the, the trade targets. Any names stick out? <laughs> I, oh. I spit them at you, so. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Nas Reed is the top guy, but I don't know how you available think so? he be um I heard so. Dwight Powell,
0: which you did not say. Dwight Powell is like another I decent did. option. Oh, you did say that. I, did. I said it quickly, I think, but yes, he was on. There. I think that's a decent option because he's athletic. He's just expensive. I, well, uh, I don't care. I I I, couldn't I care less. I know. I know. I know. I know. But in I, the way I look at this is okay. You want guys to plug in that fit. Mm-hmm. So played eighty two games I, last year too. I like Kelly O'Linick as much as the next man. However, he's not playing that much defense. <laughs> so may- maybe he's one of those guys that you bring in just to have him, right? Because I, I do, mm-hmm. I still stand by. I think you should have two of these guys that you bring in, just so you can be flexible in your bench. You know, do you want guy a guy shooting? Do you want an athletic guy like Rob? And and you can play in. Well, I guess if you want the the shooter guy, you can have Grant in the four role. Yeah, but it still Gallinar, allows you right? to be flexible with your lineups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know. Dwight Howard is interesting to me. He's also just, on the free agent
1: list, just because uh, yeah. he fits so similar to Rob. Mm-hmm. I mean the the free agent list that Keith put out is scary. It's bad. It's Lamarcus Aldridge, Demarcus Cousins, Dwight Howard, Tristan Thompson, Hassan Whiteside, which is such a yikes list. Um, and he acknowledged it. This isn't like Keith's suggestions. It's him like saying what's available, um, <clears throat> and awful, right? Like Tristan Thompson. Hassan Whiteside, like... Neither one of those guys even get, like, a call. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's... They're both... I mean, Whiteside just straight up doesn't try at times. It's not the identity of this team. Brutal. Thompson's yeah. kind of the same way. I mean, all those guys really are. That's why they're not in
1: teams. Mm-hmm. Harry Giles is also a guy you see Twitter bring up because of his connection to Tatum. I wouldn't mind giving him the chance, but, like, there's a reason he's out of the league right now, right? Like, he hasn't been able to put it together um so you do, do you want to take that risk and if you do take that risk do you want to take in harry giles my my personal thing is i agree with the notion of signing two guys i think you give trayvon williams a two-way spot because you have two two-ways right now right like you have both of them uh because sam hauser got signed to a real deal matt ryan's two-way was up right like you have two-way spots open hand one to trayvon williams and then best case scenario he outperforms the two-way spot and he gets a roster spot and you can wave somebody right um, <clears throat> there is that. I think you take summer league, and we can get into this briefly to to wrap up the show because uh, I have the roster here. You you have a couple guys on summer league who, if they develop correctly, can back up Rob like really well, right? Two guys they signed uh, as their summer league big men: Chinanu Onwaku, Uh If you remember, he's the guy who shoots underhand like Rick Barry at the free throw line. Um, <clears throat> he played for the Rockets a little while ago. Uh, he fell out of the league. Played superbly well uh, in overseas. I-, I wrote about it for Heavy uh, a while ago. He's like defensive monster now. He He's just really long, really athletic, uh, has similar issues to Rob. Like he he can't really shoot free throws. Like typical big men stuff, there's that. But he's very athletic, good defender. Uh, and then uh, Mifon Dukab and hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Both two athletic, defensive-minded guys still relatively young, I think 24 and 26 or 23 and 26, something like that. Like if they do well in summer league, handing them a minimum contract with Trevion Williams at a two-way spot to like battle out for that backup minutes, I don't think it's a terrible idea, but I also understand the notion of you want a guy who is dependable and consistent and you know, can play. So sign a veteran. So they'll definitely be able to play. But at that point, like again, Dwight Howard's probably the best option. And that's scary. Uh, other people, Uh, Keith mentioned like Willie Colley Stein. Uh, He brought up some like overseas options like uh, Oliver Olivier Saar, who played with the Thunder last year, Mike Toby, who is in Spain uh, right now. And then Cody Zeller as well. Like all these options are unattractive to me just because like, if you're talking Cody Zeller, Willie Colley Stein, you're talking what immobile big men who can't really replicate. I I want somebody who can replicate Rob. That that's my goal in a backup big man. And if I'm, The Celtics, I'm willing to take a risk to do that because you have Horford, Rob, Grant Williams, and Danilo Gallinari as your front court right now with Luke Cornette, just in case, who already knows the system. I'm willing to take a chance on uh, Onowaku or Kevin Gailey or Travion Williams, like one of those guys. I think at the very least, you hand Travion Williams a two way spot, hope that he develops into a good enough backup to play 10, 15 minutes uh, if necessary. Uh, And then you also hope that Onowaku or Kevin Gailey really shines in Summer League on defense and replicates rob to a degree where they feel comfortable handing him a minimum contract which realistically speaking isn't that big of a deal like a minimum contract you have three open roster spots and two two two-way spots right now filling one of them with a a young center that you think could potentially mimic rob i don't think is a bad idea so i would do that that's my preferred route for the backup center thing at this point thomas bryant would have been nice you know all these guys that already went in free agency they would have been fine at this point Wait out summer league, see if anybody shines there. Onuwaku isn't on the Celtic Summer League team, by the way. He's on the Jazz Summer League team, but he's in summer league. And at that point you just take you you look. Uh Cabin Gale uh is on the Celtic Summer League team. You can take a look at him as well. Same thing with Trevian Williams. Uh hell, like <laughs> maybe Begarin plays super well in summer league and you have him as a, a four, three, four. I don't know exactly how tall he is. I think he's six eight, six nine, as a as a small ball, you know, five or a four. Uh, and he shines on the defensive end. Like you have guys on the summer league roster that could potentially impress you. So you wait that out. In absolute worst case scenario, you sign like a veteran big man like Willie colley Stein or Cody Zeller that can fill in for 10 minutes a night, right? But I think it'd be more worth it to take a chance on one of these summer league guys.
0: Yeah. maybe that is the hybrid, right? I I'm in on the two guys thing. You want them to be plug and play. That that's my biggest thing. I don't necessarily care who it is, as long as they play hard, um, but make it so they can fit in the lineup. Make it so when they're in there, there's not a big shift in how the team has to play. You don't want to have to do things like you did when Taco was in your rotation at times in the you know the, that was uh, tough. half COVID season there where every time he was in the game, you'd yeah. have to play zone. like that's an extreme example, but there are minor adjustments that teams have to make because guys are on the floor. You don't really yeah. want to have to do that. That's probably one of the things that made the Celtics as good as they were is that Rob was so versatile defensively. Al Horford was so versatile. Grant Williams could come in and play. Even when Tice was in, right, like he would be fine. He wasn't the greatest, but he was able to do things that the other two guys could both do to a lesser degree. So that that's really what you're looking for, in my opinion. Sounds simple, but I guess, I guess I'm easy to please on that one.
1: <laughs> no, I see what you mean. Um, you want to roll through the Celtic Summer League roster since the first game is when you guys are listening to this would be tomorrow. Yep. So yeah, it'll be the ninth at 5.30 against the Heat, right? I think they're playing the Heat. Um Sure. <clears throat> who who, by the way, Heat Summer League, from what I've seen, stinks. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, they have Jovic <laughs> the and that's it. A... <clears throat> yeah, Yovich. That's about it. Um Trevion Williams, Purdue Center, like we already talked about, 21 mm. years old passing apparently is out of this world Uh, i haven't done too much work on him he's like bigger so he maybe needs to shed some weight to be more uh what's the word athletic and banging down low but he 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 can bang down low he he can fight with the big guys and uh he shot it okay at purdue but he had took like very limited attempts so that's not really uh you know something of note but sam hauser will be playing that's one guy who everybody should be watching um it sounds like they really like him they're really impressed yeah. Uh, Resigning, shooting, him. yeah, three-year deal. So they they clearly uh, appreciate it, and if he can work his way into a rotation, that'd be huge for their depth at the wing. Which I still think they need to sign. Like with their roster spots, I think they need to sign a small forward, a, a veteran of some sort who can step in if they like really need it. Um, like Ben Mclemore, although that's like we're talking, I'm talking like roster fillers, right? That have been in the league before and know what it takes to play. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Juwan Beggarin. Second round pick in twenty twenty uh one. Uh he played rough uh in France this past year. He he didn't play very well, but he's an athlete and turning heads in the practices so far. Like he he's an athlete. He's very raw prospect. I highly doubt he'll end up coming over to the Celtics roster, even though I mentioned it. But like like I said, there's an opportunity there. So uh I'm not gonna get hopes up, but um JD Davison, second round rookie who they just drafted. Did you see the interview on Twitter where he just kept like saying, I'm, I'm just a, dog. Gonna be a dog? I'm just going to be a dog. A dog. <laughs> you respect it. That's exactly what people want to hear. Play hard, but, uh, brother. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's How, what these people
0: that like this team like to see, really. Like was, I said, if anything you have a gets chance. us going quite like a guy that plays hard, like Marcus. Yeah. Like everybody, oh, he's polarizing, a, but a lot of people you know, love chance, Marcus.
1: Chance to earn a two way spot, though. I mean, he should be hard. exciting
0: to watch. Be I mean, he dunks a lot.
1: He does. He's an He doesn't
0: do everything right, but he, he no. does. He does cool dunks.
1: <laughs> Show me something. Show me something. Uh, Matt Ryan, who, another vibes guy who I like, so I'd love if he's back on the team on a minimum contract. I appreciate him. Yep. He's cool. Uh, Broderick Thomas, kind of indifferent about him. I honestly forgot he was on the team by the end of the year, <laughs> but uh, he's playing. Maybe he can earn a spot. Maybe he can earn something. Um, Mifondu, uh, Mifondu, Cabangale. I'm I'm saying it wrong, but <laughs> Cabangale, um six ten, played phenomenal in the G League last year. Uh in his twenty five G League games averaged seventeen and a half points on forty-three percent shooting from deep limited attempts, I think. But like he's shown some stuff. Uh he's athletic, so maybe he can he can earn it. Uh AJ Reeves, your guy, Sam, got he a sucks. summer league squad.
0: <laughs> he's so he's so bad. And all of you on Twitter that are excited because like he went to PC, oh, he's bad.
1: And and if Boston. you like
0: paid attention to PC, or like you would know he's bad, and, and you know me, well, like, I'm always like, get a local guy on the team, guys. Bad. <laughs> I hope he proves me wrong, but he is bad. Bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Jericho. The comparison Helms. that I have heard, uh, in, in kind of agree with is a
1: poor man's JR Smith. Oh man, that's tough. Uh, Jericho Helms, four year player, NC State, six seven, a wing. An okay three point shooter, another guy, Jordan Bone, ball handler, played at Tennessee, I think, with Great Williams. So there's that. Um, uh, there's that. And then the man, the myth, the legend, Brighton Hobbs. You heard this? Nope. Jason Tatum's cousin got us. Oh, yeah, team. he's like 30. <laughs> he's 30 years old. The last time he played recorded professional basketball was in League Two in Lithuania during the 17 18 Wait. season. Uh, but they gave him the third string Summer League spot uh, on the roster. He averaged 17 and a half points in Lithuania. So he did something. He's all right. But it's just funny that uh, that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Yeah. Brighton Hobbs got a roster spot. So that is your Summer League Celtics. Is there anybody you're watching? Are you going to watch? Do you watch Summer League? I will
0: watch. Yeah. I mean, I don't okay. sit there like I do for an actual game. Do but... you watch
1: non Celtic Summer League? Oh,
0: uh, I've. I, I've seen him like in passing. Did you watch chet. I didn't watch it live. I watched I a replay.
1: I watched a replay of it. I saw I his highlights. I thought he
0: looked fine. He's, he's not good. Gar- I mean he got killed by Kenny Lofton Jr. and like down Yeah, line.
1: but like I mean Kenny Lofton Jr. is like three hundred pounds.
0: <laughs> okay, but add. like there are guys in the league that are probably just as strong as three hundred pounds. That's the point. Like he's getting killed by some guy that probably isn't even gonna end up on a roster. In the regular no, season. No, Kenny
1: Lofton team. will get on a roster spot. Mm-hmm. He's shown he's been good in Summer League. Um, oh, they're also friends. Friend. So I think Kenny Lofton is picking on him on purpose because they, they played together at but, some point. I mean,
0: really, like, it's not the most skilled guy. He's, he's not an MVP type player. I think Denver and OKC are in the same division. So they'll play four times next year. They're, or he'll have mm-hmm. to play Embiid twice. He's I know. To play I know. Nurkic, who I also think is in that division. Like, there are guys that are going to eat him alive.
1: Of course, yeah. He's going to have to put place. on some muscle. He'll find a way. Alan not... is going to kill him.
0: Like, <laughs> Vucevic not... will kill him in the post.
1: I'm not overreacting to Summer League. I'm just saying Chet looked good. He'll be impactful. Oh, good for Chet. Who cares? Right? Anyways, Celtic Summer League. Who are you looking forward to?
0: Uh, I'm interested in uh, Beggarine, just because he's had a year now. He's drafted Stash, drafted him last year, played. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interested in Trevion Williams, you know, mentioned him earlier when we were talking about the centers, of course. Sam Mm -hmm. Hauser, I mean, like to see him get some, I mean, he's probably going to be the focal point of the offense. The guy, every time he shoots, I think it's going in, which is a a very elite club. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited to see them run plays for him, see how he moves off the ball, as odd as that sounds. It's going to be important for him going forward. If he wants to break into the rotation, he's going to be able to get himself open shots that way. And I mean, he'll knock him down. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. I mean, there, there are exciting aspects to this. To me, it's kind of strange. Jan Madar elected to play for the national team instead of to play summer league, but that's whatever.
1: That is interesting. I, Na- maybe the, he feels
0: uh, like he's going to play better competition that way. Cause there are like, I European think it's just the national in
1: that. national pride thing. I would assume like, if you get the chance to play for your national team, you don't really turn it down. Um, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I think the Celtics have a chance this year, and this is a bit dramatic, but I don't think they will have another Garrison-Matthews-Max True situation. And I understand the the notion of, obviously, they're going to get more playing time in other places, but the Celtics have roster spots. If someone plays ridiculously well in the summer league and in the preseason, etc., you can give them a roster spot. You have the opportunity to give them a minimum, at the very least, develop them in the G League. Uh, and give them spot minutes, especially for the big men. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking for, um, <clears throat> like I said, Kevin Gale, uh, Trevion Williams, even Beggarine on the Jazz, Onowaku, because he, the Celtics brought him in for a workout earlier this summer, so that's why I brought him up um, to play well and, and look for a spot on the team. But uh, yeah, that's about it. There was one last thing that I actually just saw on Twitter that I wanted to bring up to you, and it's brief, and we can wrap up there. Um, Drew Hanlon. Jason Tatum skill coach uh was just asked on Twitter what is Jason Tatum working on this offseason? So Sam, if you had to pick two things for Jason Tatum to work on, what would you pick? And I'll t- l- we'll see how closely they match up.
0: Decorum. <laughs> what? Decorum, which means
1: uh not being a baby. Oh my god. Okay. Not <laughs> it's a skills trainer, not a, not like a, a mental guy. Like give me two like on court things. That I would he like to on. see
0: him finish around the rim better. And um, and I feel like you have to say playmaking just because it's not okay. It, it's a good skill he has, but it can be better, and it can make him a better player in the team better. Yep. But number one, okay. far and away, is finish the damn layups you get.
1: Number one thing he said. Two things. So it wasn't like in an order, but driving slash finishing through contact good. is the first thing he answered, and then pull up jumpers is another one. Which fine, sure, fair enough, fine, but good. Uh, good. Tatum is working on finishing through contact. Have that in the back of your brain. Maybe he'll come out be extra aggressive next year. That'd be uh, that'd be fun. Love I wonder who
0: it. on the team has the potential to make the biggest jump next year. Great Williams. I was thinking <laughs> that. No, no, I'm not even. I I think I'm he not might either. Be like but half it's just, joking, yeah. but. I I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty good guess. If he can learn to do more when he drives and and he makes it harder for teams to defend him on a closeout because he was real good shooting threes and then they started Mm -hmm. to play defense on him and he was not as effective.
1: You know what, actually? Rob. I'm still going Rob. Rob Rob
0: can learn how to shoot a little bit. He can shoot the mid-range. If he learns to shoot a little bit more, he can be a real problem.
1: I think if Tatum improves his playmaking, and with the addition of Brogdon's playmaking, I think he could jump up. I don't know if we'll get to 15 points, but he like barely got to 10 this year. I think he'll average at least 10 points a game. I think, knock on wood, barring health, he should, you know, be able to average 10 rebounds again, two blocks a game, be in the deep point conversation. Like, I think Rob can have a big year in it for Grant. Like you said, the shooting's already there. Staying home on defense, you know, really honing in on that end and just amplifying, not amplifying, adding different ways to score and different ways to help on offense other than just sitting in the corner. Like, if he can learn to move off the ball, if he can learn to cut, if he can learn to do all those little things, he'll be an elite real player and he'll earn the contract extension that's probably coming his way. So I, I think the Williamses, funnily enough will have, have the biggest room for growth next year.
0: Uh, and Jalen and Jason, obviously. will also. I feel like Jalen Brown work. could have a sneaky – uh growth year just because he was real good but at the same time he was real bad at other things you know like yes he was turning the ball over <laughs> all over the place in the playoffs like if he's not doing that imagine how good he was and he was good as it is even with the negatives like he was maybe the best player in the finals and he had a lot of turnovers like he mm-hmm. was maybe the best player in the conference finals and he had a lot of turnovers
1: yep yep Did you see uh, they're letting Grant Williams ref summer league games? Yes.
0: Yep. And you see what uh,
1: he rocked up in today? Oh, he showed up again today. I thought I saw
0: that he was not there.
1: No, he showed up in uh, a ref outfit today.
0: (laughs) Grant Williams, by the way, making a very random appearance at that party with all the other players.
1: Yeah, that was funny, right? (laughs) He popped up. in Robert Kraft. He's very clearly liked. Like the league, everyone clearly likes him around the league. He seems like a good dude. I and just think that Robert was Kraft is there. <laughs> well, Robert Kraft was there. All the Would you, rappers. Wouldn't like you T-Pain. like to know like what Robert Kraft says to those guys? Like, what do they talk about with him? I don't know, dude. But I mean, like influencers were there. Like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, she nope. was there. Like TikTok, the TikTokers. Oh, well, like there were TikTokers that's there. A, that, that's a conversation for another day, but <laughs> <laughs> of course they're there. Like, yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. Uh, the Robert Kraft thing was weird definitely funny I said T-Pain but I think that's one of the few rappers so I didn't actually see there I meant like 21 Savage Drake uh, all those people James Harden of course was there chilling hanging out uh, with everybody but uh but yeah I think that's all I had on my docket for today um anybody on the free agent market you're still looking at as you know Go get them, Celtics. Or are you kind of just like at this point? No, I couldn't off even the roster tell you. Stuff. I mean,
0: just just the big guys. Like I can tell you I mean, names who's available. We know You'll Dwight need. Howard's still there. We know Cousins is still there. Like
1: I don't know. I'll no, spit out some names. You really like, Eric Bledsoe just got waived, but you don't really need. They don't need that. that. Jeremy Lamb is out there. Uh, I mean, bring I back. Walt- Gonna bring back uh, Bo Cruz, Juancho. No, um,
0: he was a prick. He Jared
1: Culver. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, you could go bring uh, Dennis the Menace back. Send you into cardiac arrest. <laughs> God, I couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, there's really... a n- uh, mellow. I've seen Carmelo brought up. Um, no thanks. But uh, Austin Rivers, Kent Bazemore, Tony Snell, Like we're just getting into the depths. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, if you really want to get, yeah, get all right. into it.
0: That's fine. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, there is no reason no. why he shouldn't... What? If, who else are you going to put on the end of the bench? There is no uh, reason, developmental guys. No, no, there could is potentially no be better. reason why you cannot put him in one of those end of the bench spots. I'm sorry, there is no reason for it. Sure, he should have been on the finals team last year, just just sitting and watching. He should be on the team. Uh, it is well, morally think... correct for him to be on the
1: team. <laughs> uh... If he's fine with a do nothing sit there mentor role, then sure. But if he's gonna want to play, then no, because he's not gonna play.
0: Yeah, it it dep- it does depend on what he wants. Exactly. But I think at this point he'd be happy to be on the team and get minutes. I mean, this is going to be a good team. So you'd have yeah. to imagine they are going to blow out teams and you would have to imagine he's going to get minutes.
1: Bring Joe uh, Johnson it, back. Let him ball out.
0: <laughs> that that would be fine. Like you need to listen, you need to get the squad on the bench. Taco. Right? No. Bobon? I like I back Bobon.
1: Well, Bobon is like a, a legit player. Vibes. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's better than Taco. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're talking the lowest bar possible here. Well, that's what before. I mean. Like he's better than Taco. If you're going to have a giant guy, you want Bobon. Bobon hasn't played more than 10 minutes a game in 3 years. <laughs> yeah, but that's more than Taco <laughs> plays. Yes, sure. Like they yeah. Dallas would legitimately use him during stretches.
0: But then again, earlier in the show, I was like, "Listen, I don't want guys. You have to play different when they're out there." I guess but Isaiah Thomas. I would really like to see on the end of the bench. There really is no, unless you really think it's going to be a bad distraction, which you could argue. There is no reason why, like even last mm-hmm. year, like uh, like Jawan Morgan should have like been on the bench instead of him. Like, sorry, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, there's no, there's no reason for that. The, at the end of the day, these spots—do they kind of matter? Yeah, they do matter. Teams make them matter. Miami makes them matter, right? That is not mm-hmm. typically the Celtics' way. It's just not. In in recent seasons, that's not how it's gone. They do not really do anything with these end of the bench guys, which can be a fault. Yeah. But if you're, if it's not really making a difference, then there's no reason why you shouldn't do it.
1: Yes, um, unless, unless like... it is a conflict of interest yeah, exactly. where he doesn't want that yes uh but anyways it is what it is uh i'm excited for summer league i'm excited for brogdon and gallinari uh see what rest of the moves they make uh thank you for bearing with us we'll probably stick to one a week maybe we'll do a couple of live shows in there but one that's we'll try happens. to get one out I, I think our plan is we'll release one every friday for the off season uh, at least for now, your weekend the started right yeah yes sir uh um, anyways
0: We did hit number 200 last week, which we didn't address because it was a live stream. And I kind of forgot about it. We did, Uh, but that's pretty cool that we've done 200 of these bad boys. We probably did about 50 in the last three months, but (laughs) we're we're there. We did 200. So I can tell you, you, let me, let me go. Look, if you listen, we really appreciate that. Uh, We enjoy doing this. Uh, It's, you know, helped us do other things. This is a big thing that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's great. We appreciate it. We appreciate the people that watch the pregame we didn't, shows.
1: We didn't put out a single episode during the net series, and I realize now it's because I wasn't because you were away. Yeah, but um, <laughs> our playoff preview was episode one eighty two. So we did what is that eighteen got, episodes 18 in like episodes. two months? Yeah,
0: that's a lot. Pretty
1: good. Which is good. It's pretty good. I'm going back. I want to see uh, <laughs> when you. What was the first episode we did together? Because it we started did, off like
0: we did one. It was. Mm-hmm. March of 2020. It was before COVID. And we'd been uh, doing it
1: a bunch together at that point, though.
0: No, no, no. Really? It it was maybe, maybe it was not March 2020.
1: All right. So when I, I started, think it was March it,
0: 2020.
1: The first episode it, it definitely was... wasn't
0: 2019. Mine. No, no. I was not. The on first
1: episode yet. I ever published was December 29th, 2019. That was the first okay. one. And then I put one out on the thirty first, titled "Teams of the Decade," which I think was an elite concept that I didn't get no, to put out. I we we ranked me and Henry uh, on a single microphone in a room with a bunch of echo. Ranked um, from twenty ten to twenty twenty, we ranked the best franchises like based on a bunch of shit. Like we just ranked them thirty to one, which is I, I thought it was pretty cool. But um, <laughs> the first one you were on. Oh, man it's really gonna make me click into all these uh i think episode seven february 1st 2020 okay well there you go it's pretty wild. good yeah now we're we're here now we've got 200 episodes deep and we appreciate it it's kind of wild it's like two a week average. yeah chugging along covid was the worst man remember when we were talking about the food and the bubble yeah we had
0: to talk about the food the food that was tough
1: same, yeah, now we don't have to talk about that. We have summer yeah. league, free agency. Yeah, now
0: we've got stuff. Like, I mean, you I don't know. August is probably going to be tough. August August might get there. I can complain. We'll, we'll about have some stuff,
1: stuff though. Yeah, yeah, we'll find stuff to You you'll find stuff to complain about at least. I'm good at uh, complaining. <laughs> you good. are. That you are. Yeah. Uh yeah, the first one you were on was 7 episode 7 and then you came back for episode 13. And then back for episode sixteen, and then from sixteen on, we we went, we rolled. This is
0: is a very fun thing to do. And if if you ever think about doing it yourself, by the way, you should always do it. Go do it. Do a podcast. Absolutely. Remember the old logo? Yes, the old Old uh, little basketball. It was green and yellow.
1: And we had the banner.
0: We had the banner with the from the rafters.
1: Mm-hmm. let me share my screen i can show we can we can show the old logo let's see this was the old logo for from the Raptors. uh you should make sure we're good here uh you can see it on youtube if you're here this was uh which is still a good it's it's a pretty good logo not bad it's just the title of the, of the pod is so small like it's just so minuscule down here so we switched it up new logo i think is better yeah man oh, it's kind it of crazy The the, the
0: white and the black, it looks
1: good. We've stuck with it for a while. Like, we've had this logo for a long time. So, Uh, it's cool. It's cool to see how far. And we appreciate anyone that's ever listened, uh, especially when we've been down in the dumps. We've had some cool guests. We've had some. uh, What? We're going to have to start doing
0: uh, guests again, especially in the summer. We will in the off season. Last time we did a show, like just us recording, I said I was going to do a list and I didn't do it because I'm lazy. Uh, (laughs) But I'm going to do a list. And I think next week, We'll mm-hmm. preview, you know, maybe if we, had, we are able to uh, swing it. Uh, Andrew Doxy would be a good person, I think. Cause all we right. talked to him fuck. about this Brogdon trade. We can talk to him about those things. We talked about Marcus smart. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I think he fits that
1: well. Yes, sir. I agree. We'll have some people on this summer, but yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, and all I say, I'm close cool this out. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening
0: or watching. If you're watching, you're probably wa- oh, definitely watching on YouTube. Uh, Cause that's the only place it is. Uh, you're either watching on Guy Boston or Bannertown. Either way, make sure you like, share, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate that. Leave a comment. You know, so Congratulate us on 200 episodes, damn it. Uh, you can also find us on the streaming platforms wherever you listen to your music or podcasts. We're probably there. Uh, follow us there. Make sure you get all the latest shows. They will be out Fridays, looking like, going forward, for at least for the summer. Yep. Um, you can follow at from Rafter's Pod on Twitter, that is where they will be tweeted out from. Jack has been much better at that since uh making the rebranding. I have account. a
1: place to do it, so I can yes. I can do it now.
0: And you can follow him at Jackson One NBA. He's always writing articles. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I'll complain about something, make fun of I, which was hilarious say Rudy Gobert said he wants to bring a championship to Minnesota.
1: Leave which him I alone. Leave him alone. He's gro-
0: he is grossly overpaid.
1: What, what is that? He, he's overpaid. He makes like
0: 40-plus million dollars to stand in the paint.
1: Sure. He's, yeah. he's more, right. one of the best defensive players. You can players follow me at Sam France NBA, NBA on Twitter. That's our show for today. <laughs> check tackle